Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Hey, Mike Lynch here. Hey, and I'm Patrick Harris. You probably like baseball, which is why you're listening to this. This is the uh, Hot Corner Podcast. Well, I kind of like baseball. I guess I'll tune in. Baseball's pretty neat, so thanks for listening. This is brought to you by your local Les Schwab Tire Center. Doing the right thing since 1952. Woo, baseball! The baseball season is way too long. The game is way too slow. It's so boring to watch. Shut up. Get your peanuts, Cracker Jacks, and IPAs ready. This is the Hot Corner with Harrison Lynch. Swing and a long drive. Deep to right. Covering all things baseball. Going. Going. The big leagues. Going. Going. And the MLB to Portland. Goodbye! He has done it! He has changed the game of the night with one swing of his bat! Now, here are your hosts, Patrick Harris and Mike Lynch on 1080. Bang! Zoom! Go the fireworks! The fan. Welcome in to the Hot Corner for it must be a Wednesday as it's always a Wednesday. It's a good Wednesday as well. It's a good Wednesday. Well, for us. It's a great Wednesday. It's an important Wednesday in sports, but for us, it's a good Wednesday. Yeah, a lot to get to today. There's a lot to get to today. A lot to digest in the Eola, Eola, the old brain. <laughs> we've got, we've got a, a, a guest for the show who hasn't decided if he's here or not yet. It doesn't work. <laughs> well, Joe put you on. Joe gave you the heads up. Am I on? Am I on? I You're hear on. you in my headphones. Hi, guys. Hi. I, can, I could use a little more snare in my headphones, but well, it is what it is. I'm here. Uh, yeah, yeah, I guess your thing doesn't work. Yeah, this thing doesn't work, but I'm on. You Maybe it's me? unplugged. Who knows? Oh. Well, you know, there there's an old adage we say at, at the company that I work for that will remain nameless. We say, if it's not broken, it's not ours. Right. Don't break it. <laughs> well, We borrowed on, that from somebody. Of. So I just sort of... I apologize. I wasn't really invited today. I just was here, and I didn't leave the room. That's, 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 so here uh, I am. As, as Patrick said, you're welcome, your family. Yes. I appreciate that. But so, I do. So like, you, normally, can, you can stay here as long as you want. Normally, I'm invited, and it's a thing. And But you're already here. But I was here, and I like you guys, and mm-hmm. I love the show. Cool. And it was about to start, and I'm in the room. So I figured it's kind of jerky to just leave when I could stay and just talk baseball for a few minutes it's less effort for you to slide over a chair than to drive to east vancouver correct yes i like it 
my lovely wife is making dinner. Lovely wife. And I texted her and I said, is Did you text ready? her just the heart emoji? <laughs> just love you, babe. Well, she was listening to the show. So, so was she I. Knew. <laughs> so was but I. But I texted her and I said, Are is dinner ready or do I have a little bit? And mm-hmm. she said, I heard you on the other show. You can stay for a little bit. <laughs> you can stay out, Johnny, right. and play with your friends. Talk him out and play. So I figure I'll stay for a segment or two and we can chat a little bit and then I'll let you be on with your way and I'm going to go home and have lasagna. Yeah, and if we look down at the clock and it says 8.30, then so be it. We'll have to deal with the last half hour without you. Thank you for letting me butt in. Anytime, anytime. Is there anything you wanted to talk about? Well, I missed the show. Usually I come on before the season. Right. And I was out of town. You were gone. Because the the, season started in in, in July. And there's no thing. And so when I came on and we did the show with Mike, you were gone. You Mm -hmm. missed your baseball cards, by Mm -hmm. the way. I know, I know. Yeah. So you didn't. I showed him my shiny Patrick Corbin, which he was very happy about. Right? I know. So you missed that. And then, so that's the other thing here is that I haven't seen you and talked to you for a little bit. So I figured here I am and we'll chat and talk about baseball here for a little bit. Well, everything's still alive. That's a good thing. That is a good thing. Yeah, at least on this end. We're all still here. We're right? here. Yeah. That's a good thing. Alive. And uh happy. There's kind of baseball going on today. There are some games. Some baseball. That's yeah. the other thing. If the Mariners were on, I'd be gone because I'd go home and watch <laughs> look, it. Look, They're not playing here. tonight now anyway. Look, I gotta turn on the Mariners game. If Fernando Tatis Jr. goes deep again, I want to watch it. <laughs> hey, there's a lot to like about that. I'll tell you this. This is the first like, they played the they got the Padres right now. Mm-hmm. They played mm-hmm. them last night. They hammered them, by the way. All right. So but the Padres are fun. They are fun. They, that's the first time I've seen them up close this mm-hmm. year. Fernando Tatis, and now he was he got controlled by Marco Gonzalez last night. So oh for ace, four, right? The ace of the staff. Oh for four, correct. <laughs> it was held kept him off base. But there's a lot to like on the Padres. Tatis is. is legit and he's mm-hmm. fun. Mm-hmm. I like that. I like all that. I loved the whole. Texas pissed them off and they swept them in Houston. I love yeah, who, who nine million grand slams. Slam Diego, I think is is great. I think that's great for baseball. Who doesn't Texas piss off? Right. right? <laughs> and that's just a fun. That's a fun team. They are young and good, and their uniforms are on point. Mm-hmm. Oh, I and, love that they went back to the the, the oh, burnt yellow so nice. and brown. So nice. And so are they watching, still doing the military uniforms on Sundays? I don't. That was the first game I'd seen. Mm. So I don't know because that's also classic. And I just I was watching them last night and it helped because I was in a good mood because the Mariners were winning. But I thought I there's a lot to like about the Padres. Mm. I I'm all I'm pro Padres. So it was it was a fun game and I was looking forward to to the series. And then obviously the world the world has changed a little bit. Here the world in the last does few its hours. does its thing as it's been doing for a while. Twenty yeah. never ceases to disappoint. And we have uh, we have some cancellations and things. Or and always seems to disappoint. Well, depending on how you look at it. Depending on how you look at it, right? <laughs> Speaking of, so. real quick, I'm looking up at MLB TV, MLB Network, and there's the Dodgers. It's Dave Roberts, Clayton Kershaw that looks like Kenley Jansen. Boy, is he huge. And Mookie. And that's Mookie Betts, who at first I was like, is Shane Victorino on the coaching staff of the Dodgers? <laughs> Doesn't he look a little Shane a little, Victorino, Victorino? The flying Hawaiian? Yeah. Also weird how uh, one of them was wearing a mask. And the other three have it underneath their chin. <laughs> like, yeah, we hang out with these guys all the time. It's not a bubble. Kershaw's so like, guys, I only hang out with these dudes. Call that the chin strap? The schnoes? Yeah. Oh, the, the well, chin, yeah. They're chin strapping it right uh, now. Two of them are chin strapping it. Jansen kind of is doing the schnoes. It's kind of a, a chin strap as well. And uh, Clayton Kershaw's wearing it correctly. Kershaw's like, I got, I'm worth three hundred million dollars, and I got kids at home. He just, right. I, I got this, right. I got this mask on. Right, yeah. <laughs> it's a weird time. It's a weird day. It is a weird day. Yeah. 
uh, before we get into anything, I guess we can kind of like talk about the the positives of our day. Mike and I were at yes. the Great Barelick Brewing today to help kind of pump the podcast as we released in collaboration with our good friends over there. Our second year anniversary, we did a beer with Barelick. It is a West Coast IPA with Mosaic, Strata, and Simcoe called Beer of the Week. We tasted it fresh off the line today, recorded the podcast. Drops tomorrow. Drops tomorrow around and 4 o'clock, wherever you get podcasts. And the beer drops tomorrow, so that's kind of exciting. We did a thing. Thank you. Both of you. We I did a thing. I have uh, procured a can All right. of it. It will go on my memorabilia shelf. I actually have a shelf of collectible booze. Okay, nice. Oh, one. I've heard of this. Yes. Don't you have a bottle of, don't tell me, you have a bottle of Cavassier signed by Tim Meadows, correct? correct? Nice. Correct. Look Happen, at me with my fan knowledge. Yeah. in this studio. All it right. Did. Yes, I have a bottle of Cavassier signed by the great Tim Meadows. I have a bottle of vodka signed by Dan Aykroyd. Of course. I have a you can. You did mispronounce Cavassier, though. Wow. <laughs> I'm not a drinker. I have a can of empty Colt 45 signed by Billy D. Williams. Okay, also great. Stay smooth. <laughs> that is also great. And now I will have a beers on us. And hopefully, before I go here tonight, I'm gonna I have it back at my brother's desk. I'm gonna bring it in. Hopefully, you guys will sign it for me. Sure, and why gonna, not? First autograph gonna, I've ever given in my life. And yes. I'm gonna put it on my collectible booze shelf. I think it's super cool that you guys were able to Thanks, pull man. that off. And anytime you get anything named after you, it's awesome. <laughs> so congratulations on your beer. I think that's great. Well, thanks, buddy. We appreciate We're it. We're very, very excited about so it. So make Thank sure you. you can pick that up at any of the Barelick locations. That includes, that includes on Southwest 11th and the Barley Pod out Southeast on 11th. Southeast 11th. Excuse me. And that includes the Barley Pod out on, what is that? Northeast 56th Halsey? and Halsey. Yeah. 60th and Halsey. Somewhere right around there. You can't miss it. Make sure you check that out. Oakley Doakley. Well, we got a show for you lined up today. I had it planned, and we're going to scratch that and kind of change some things. We do have some baseball to get into. Uh, there's also a big movement going on in sports right now that does need attention. Even if you've already heard it, it's time to uh, pay notice and give cause to that. So we'll dive into that. You can always uh, text the fan text line at 503-250-1080, the fan. Uh, that lets you interact with us throughout the entire show. You can find us on social media. I'm on Instagram at pd 85 uh, Mike's on Twitter at Mike Lynch 27. Joe Fisher, our fantastic producer, is on Twitter as well at Joe Fish 3. That's F I S C H 3. Not for long, though. No, he's actually off Twitter now. Oh, he's off Twitter, but yeah. you can jump on there and get his phone number and make sure to hit him up for the DMs and, you know, <laughs> for all the ladies out there listening to the show or, or men, you know, it's 2020. This is what we do here. He's available. And, uh, and we got Big John on the podcast <laughs> right now as well. You can find him on Twitter at J S U. Nope. Yeah, whatever. At J-S-C-U-K-A-N-E-C. Yes, at J-S-U-K-A-N-E-C. You can Google it. You'll get something about my brother, but we spell our name the same way. Yeah, it's the same way. It's just John. Right. Yeah. The nicer one. Right. The one who shows up to work today. Kinder, gentler. Kinder, gentler, more More machine gun hand. Got it. Taller. So... All right, when we come back, we'll... we'll, uh, I don't know what we're going to do. We'll start somewhere. This is the Hot Corner on 1080 The Fan. This is the Hot Corner with Harrison Lynch on 1080 The Fan. Seven sixteen here, Portland Sports Leader, live from the poop-filled Willamette. It's cold at night. It's yeah, actually it was pretty chilly this. today. Yeah, yeah. The wind was out. It was howling. Yeah, we were also drinking at ten thirty this morning. We were. We were. Look at us. <laughs> Can't drink all day unless you start in the morning. I love it. Yeah, it was uh, 
It was early. <laughs> I, I told this story before, John. It's, I love that you just said that. I, last time I was in Idaho was last May. Not this COVID May, but the May before that because I do some rafting out there. And every once in a while, you got to run into town. You're in the middle of nowhere. Small towns everywhere. You got to run in, grab ice, or you run out of beer. You got to grab some beer. And every time you're grabbing something that looks alcohol-related, somebody in Idaho was like, you know what, man? Can't drink all day if you don't start in the morning. And you're just like, at first you were like, yeah, man. Then it's like 2 o'clock and you're like, I know. <laughs> I know, man. <laughs> I'm trying. I'm trying. I'm trying my best. We're working on it. Baby steps. Baby steps. All right, well, today's been kind of a crazy day as um, – Sports across America has taken a stand based on some social injustice. And I was I was thinking earlier, I was like, oh, yeah, we're taking another stand. It's like, no, it's it's the same stand. We're just doing it's like act two. It's like, yeah, part two. Hot Shots part two. That was mm. a great movie. Yeah. You guys ever see the Hot Shots movies? I think so. With Charlie Sheen. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Underrated. Yeah. Underrated. Yeah. Great yeah. flicks. Uh, part two. So tonight we miss out on um, Dodgers Giants. Mariners Padres. Padres game two. I believe those are the only baseball games we missed out on. Brewers Reds. Brewers Reds as well. And then all of NBA and WNBA was canceled. All of MLS was canceled. Oh, yeah. The MLS is right. That's right. Uh, And here we sit again. Hopefully, athletes sitting on a platform bigger and arguably stronger than you and me, the three of us sitting in this little tiny studio next to a river that's polluted. Um, Three white guys. Uh, hopefully this resonates. I don't know what the future is. Uh, I don't think this necessarily, you know, you guys talked during primetime at length about, you know, the social justice matters of that. And, and I mean, if you listen to the show, if you know me, uh, I, I think it's quite obvious where I stand on this kind of stuff. But I'm starting to, to be a little more curious in the end game of this. Uh, I do believe Major League Baseball will continue. Uh, I think this is kind of a little blip in the radar, whether it's right or wrong. Uh, but how, and I didn't hear you guys talk about it. I'm sure you mentioned it. How realistic is this something to threaten the rest of the NBA season? Well, and we, you know, Isaac and I spend a little bit of time talking about it. And it's it's kind of the unknown question right now. Mm-hmm. And there's part of me uh, that says, you know, I, I appreciate that they have a platform. And I love that they have the courage to take a stand like this. I think it's awesome um, what the Bucks did. You know, they didn't announce it. They didn't make a spectacle of it. They just it didn't come cool. out. Yeah. They just didn't come out. And then the NBA sort of, uh, you know, went from there. Uh, I was following the Mariners on Twitter, and it sounded like at one point both teams were out on the field warming up, and then news and things started happening, and then both teams left, and then you had reporters tweeting out that the field is empty and nobody knows. And then you had reports of three players from each team getting together to meet. So it's really been kind of a grassroots thing today. My question, and I'll throw it out to you guys too, is I don't know if just missing, and I don't know how they're thinking, nor would I tell them what to think, especially being the middle-aged white guy. I don't know, say the NBA, if they just postpone today's games and they play them tomorrow mm-hmm. or they play them on Friday or Monday, is that really do? Anything? I mean, you're making a statement. You're making a stand. I get it. But the, if you play the games in a day or two days or whatever, does it really do anything? And I wonder if players in that room are going to think that way. Mm-hmm. And if they say, you know what, if we if we kill this, if we end this, and then the NBA playoffs or in baseball, if we sit out a week or whatever, 
maybe that has more of a statement. And I wonder if that conversation is going on right now. And to answer your question, and then I'll, I want to hear what you guys think. I think there is. Now, I generally feel like it'll get back to quote-unquote normal and they'll play. But I think there is a situation where the momentum can turn far enough that this puts season in jeopardy, puts mm-hmm. the NBA for sure, and maybe it trickles down to baseball um, as well. So would you guys think this is just a – a one and done here with these with today, and we get back to normal tomorrow. Or what do you think? What do you think, guys? Well, this is going to end up. From what I was reading from Woj on Twitter, the players are meeting right now, and they were meeting with the coaches, and then they kicked the coaches out. And the discussion was pretty seriously based on: Do we keep playing at all, right. or do we stop the season completely? Uh, and then also they said that at least tomorrow's games would probably be boycotted as well, mm-hmm. postponed, whatever word you want to use. <clears throat> um, I kind of agree with you, John, in that oftentimes in these situations, the world doesn't stop moving. And I would not be surprised that if in two or three days they go back and play again. But I think, although I want to watch the NBA and the NBA playoffs, I think they have a a huge opportunity right now to make that statement a big major statement and say, this is more important than our playoffs and we're going to do something about it. And I would hope that they have a plan. And I and I said this during primetime. I would hope that they would go to all their cities and, and you know, do whatever they need to do in their community to help make it better uh, in this instance with the Black Lives Matter movement and police brutality and all that kind of stuff. Um, because I think that, especially in their local markets, these guys have a lot of power. They're star athletes. Um, you know, they're not politicians and, you know, they're not like Oprah Winfrey's of the world, but you think about Portland, you think about Damian Lillard, imagine what he could do if he came back from the bubble and he and the team tried to make change in the city. You would have, he would have so much support and the team would have so much support from the population here. I feel like it would, it would almost force a change, whatever it is that they're pushing for, whatever it is they view as right. And whatever they, they come to an agreement with, they could force that. They have a lot of power. Um, and, and that's locally. And then I also said this on primetime. Nationally, you've got guys like LeBron. If LeBron stands up for this in more than just social media posts and actually starts acting, imagine the amount of people who will support him and how much change he could start. He carries a lot of weight in the NBA and in society probably <clears throat> in general. And, and he carries we, all the weight in the we, NBA. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, we, we heard a lot of texts. Uh, that were saying, like, what does this really mean? Only 30% of people like the NBA, so it's not that large of a population. Oh, they're just rich, spoiled athletes. What do they know? And it's like, you can think that all you want, but you can't deny the power that those people have. It's a big, I mean, go back to when the world fell apart in March, right? What was that linchpin moment that really signified to the world that this is a, it was the NBA shutting down. That was the first domino that fell. Yeah. And I know for me, who had been following it, when that happened, my first thought was, oh, gosh. I mean, really? It's a real situation. Never never seen that before. They're shutting down the league. So my question, Patrick, again, do you think if they they play, if this is just for today or a day or two, and they play on like normal – is it does it is it as impactful? Is it matter? What I mean, what do you I I feel, you know, and I've kind I've kind of thought about this for a long time, especially living in Portland and, and being raised in the Northwest and kind of being around this area for decades. Um you know, if, if not playing tonight 
an extension to tomorrow or the next week or so. Sends a message, but I don't know how much it gets done. I think if there's anything, Mike and I talk about this on the podcast from time to time, in, in trying to bring a positive light to a, a very nasty situation that is this healthcare pandemic we're going through right now, is the positives that come from it are people now have an opportunity to actually commit to what they believe in. And I think with this COVID thing creating such a weird baseball season and the NBA going to a bubble, people have already, players included, have already kind of punted on the season, for lack of better terms. The trade deadline's coming up, and we'll talk about that later. But we're not going to see Yoenna Cespedes move at the trading deadline. There's no big move being made because nobody really cares to win a World Series but wants to. No one's giving up, and nobody's really trying. If yeah, the Yankees got some weird minor league catcher I never heard of today for cash. If there's there's no time <laughs> there's no time like today to shut it down to get your your statement to resonate more. There's a little less at stake. Sure. Now, when you're talking about protests and and when when they actually do turn to riots and pr- police brutality in this town, a lot of that stuff, a lot of the early days of protesting would have I don't think would have ever happened if it wasn't for COVID. People are out of a job. People have time on their hands. They can actually spend that effort and their dollar helping a cause they believe in. And maybe that's maybe that's what the NBA should do. I don't think baseball will follow it. I think baseball should follow it. But I think baseball is a little too ingrained in rich white men. Uh, but the NBA is built on young black men. And if there's any Definitely. if there's if there's any league in the world. That would back this. I think the NBA is at the definitely forefront. Feels, I, if I were them, I'd shut it down. Yeah, it definitely feels more like an NBA-centered movement, for lack of a better. And I know that's not right or fair. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know people include the NFL in that too. Right. The NFL it's, is going to be an interesting one, but that is yeah. also run by rich white men and has a lot of black men, young black men in it, who have a very a lot smaller voice than young black men do in the NBA. I guarantee you the NFL is thanking them, their lucky stars right now that their season isn't in the middle of the season. Yeah. Right? They have time to figure this out or let it blow over or let it pass like, or do whatever. Who are, but, the big, who are the big voices in the NFL? You got Mahomes is the star. Right. Russ Wilson is arguably the, big, the, be, the best. Sure. You know, both of those guys come from black parents. Sure. Um, but they don't have the voice that resonates like a LeBron James, right, right? Absolutely. You know, let alone the guys on TV. If if a Shaquille O'Neal starts talking, a Charles Barkley starts talking, a Magic Johnson steps did you see in. Kenny Smith today, what he did? Yep, walked walked, walked off, off the set. set. Kenny Kenny Smith, yeah. yeah I mean, Kenny's the same cool. kind. Like these guys are are just analysts. Right. I mean, they're former players and they're champions. Minus Charles, sorry, but had to take a <laughs> shot. Um, but these, like but, said, sorry, buddy, as if you knew him personally. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, yeah. We hang out in Vegas hey, all the Charles time. Charles is listening. Right <laughs> Apparently, nothing has personal. nothing else to do. Nothing personal, um, Chuck. You know, and I think that's that's what's been so great. And Adam Silver, as the commissioner, has been such a fantastic thing for that league because, despite being an upper middle aged white guy, he is very in tune with the fact that that is a young black man sport, sure. and it's a young black man audience too. And I don't think any other league has that kind of resonation that the NBA does. I mean, when analysts have just as much power as the star players and the league officials, that's a pretty strong thing, and, and his, he should probably write to, it. And to his credit, I don't think any other commissioner has the support of the players in general like yeah. Adam Silver. I mean, Let's not forget, this guy kicked an owner out of the league you know, for being a right. racist. I mean, Goodell is 
is vilified and and everybody sure. hates Manfred right now and you know Batman well they and, should. right and Batman and hockey's seen as a buffoon and and Adam Silver it kind of has the support of the players mm-hmm. you know for, especially for a guy who looks like he's never played a game of basketball right? in his life for stuff like that <laughs> so I think that plays into it a little bit too but it's certainly interesting and certainly a little bit unknown right now where this no. is going to head. All right, that'll wrap that up. I do want to get into a little baseball while we have John here before he needs to run home and eat lasagna. Man, that sounds good. I could use the lasagna right now. Mm. That sounds real good. He uh, said lasagna or whatever. So I don't think he, I don't think he really knows what's happening. Yeah, well, sure. it's all right. Well, now we're dreaming of lasagna. Right. Uh, when we come back, uh, one of those cool things happened last night that I feel like uh, we kind of forget those achievements are still pretty grand. Uh, we'll talk about the south side of Chicago coming up next. This is the hot corner. But first, there's Joe with sports. This is the Hot Corner with Harrison Lynch on 1080 The Fan. We're here. This is this is the Hot Corner on 1080 The Fan at 735. Big John Sucanic in the house with us for a little bit longer. As long as we can hold on to him, we'll keep him here. I literally just showed up and put myself on your show. <laughs> we're, we're okay with that. Yeah, and we made okay the joke that we'll look down and it's going to be 830. Well... We're at seven thirty-six. Chugging along. Hey, we still gotta we still gotta check in on uh, how the old Astros are hitting. You know, that's that's a fun thing we like to do on this show. We like to make fun of Jose Altuve, who no longer can hit without knowing what pitch is coming. That's a surprise. So uh, we got we got to check in on that. There's uh, should the Indians deal Mike Clevenger? I think that's an interesting topic of conversation. Have also, we talked about Zach Plezak on this show? Yes, we have. Okay. Yeah, he's an idiot. Um, we also could talk about the fact that I got four quality stars on my fantasy baseball team. Today. We should probably do a fantasy segment. Yeah, we haven't done one in a couple weeks. All right, sure, why not? We might as well. But first, I want to start on Do the. Do we so- have Farrah Joe? We have fourth. Yeah, yeah, oh, duh, duh. duh. <laughs> I love the power stash, by the way. It's great. Do you? I do. Yeah. I, I was shocked by it in the beginning. I like it a lot. Yeah, I've grown accustomed kinda, to it. He's kind of got an Erp brother. He does. Like, what? Like, how come I have a mustache and everyone's like, nice stash, Joe? And I'm just like, dee, yeah. dee, dee, dee. well, again, it's, it's you know, okay, it, <laughs> we've gotten used to yours. Patrick. Yeah, right. exactly. It's a new look. You know, I rock this for another month or two. Then everybody just forgets about it. Yeah, so. yeah I suppose that's And then true. you shave it and they go, oh, I will say, face Joe. Exactly. I will say, Patrick, I drank a beer last night in the little uh, like uh, beer foam that you get on mm-hmm. the stash. On the whiskers. Yeah, I enjoyed that very much. Save so. it for later, man. Yeah, exactly. It was like it's that. the flavor saver for a reason. Yeah, it was like the cherry on top after you take a big drink. It was like, mm, yeah, you okay, got you got a lick like up there, and <laughs> my least favorite thing because I also have facial hair but not a mustache. I have the mustache as part of the facial hair mm-hmm. is when the little hairs when they grow over the lip, and as you take a bite of food, you like feel them tickle a little bit. Mm-hmm. I instantly go upstairs and I just like trim. I just do the little straight line trim down. Yeah, the bottom. I, I'm like, I'm not dealing with this. I have, I have to keep, I have to <laughs> That's keep. That's the sign right there. I hate it. I hate it. I have to keep the mustache trimmed and in shape because I wear the mask all day, um, with work. And if I don't keep it like high and tight and like ready to go, uh, I get hairs in my mouth from my mustache. And I can't like be in front of people and put my hand in my mouth yeah, that's not a good to play. grab the, not a grab good the hair out of it and then yeah. be like, "Hello, sir. What can I do for you?" Also, do you get the like sweat drips from the mustache down? No, I'm not a sweater. Hmm. Yeah, I don't sweat You're very that much. Lucky. Yep. As I just pull the hair out of my mouth from my mustache, I sweat a ton. Yeah, I I do not. I'm really lucky. Probably because I don't. I like do everything possible to not sweat. Mm. Like you as, move like a turtle. As the great Charles Barkley once said, "I don't lift weights because they're heavy." 
and I don't work out because I get tired. Wise words. Yeah, That's so, the mantra right so there. I, I, I try to live by that and just, just keep it together. Uh, last night on the south side of Chicago, something very, very cool happened, and I think it, it's an interesting story. As Lucas Giolito no-hits the Pirates through nine innings and finishes the game off just around 100 pitches, too. He did yeah. not some absurd number. 101. He, 101. He only walked one just player. And he just he just missed a perfect game, too. The yeah. fewest pitches to record a no-hitter since they started collecting that data in the 80s. Really? Yeah. Yeah, I noticed. I saw I flipped the game on at work. What's hilarious is I flipped the game on at work because the, the Cleveland-Minnesota game ended because everyone had to watch Shane Bieber Rich Hill last night. By everyone, I mean Every, probably just me. Well, you and everybody you forced to watch it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then that game ended, and I was flipping around. I was trying to look for what game to put on, and I was like, Pirates, White Sox? It's like 6-0. I don't really care, but White Sox have been kind of fun to watch. I'll throw them on. And then the bottom's like, Giolito, no-no through seven. And you're like, oh, I guess I turned on the right game. When I did my segment on <clears throat> primetime, it was 6-45, and Rob brought it up that he had a no-hitter through five and a third, and Mike and I both raked him over the course. Yeah, we're like, yeah, well, five and a third. Five and a third. <laughs> Who cares? Like, Marco Gonzalez has a shutout through two. But nobody... And then later on, I got the text alert that says he's in the ninth with a no-hitter, and my first thought was Rob. I'm like, oh, Rob, hey, we see... He didn't jinx it. Yeah. So maybe. I mean, Garrett Cole only threw three bad pitches today. Right. Just gave up a couple home runs. (laughs) It's true. Five runs in five innings. Also had nine strikeouts. So, you know, did he get rocked? That's debatable. Jacob Grom had 14. But he finished it off, and then no hitters are super cool. No hitters are super cool. And I thought one thing was great. Like, you know, we've seen this with so many many guys. And, And to an extent, perfect games can happen this way, too, that they can be thrown by people you don't expect them to. You know, there was remember when Scherzer would come on the mound, and you're like, this, this guy makes him cool. This guy can throw a no no any any start he has. Dallas Braden. Dallas Braden throws a perfect game, and, and you're, you're, like, huh? you're kind of like, who? And he's out of the league in two years. The Giolito story is interesting to me because of what the Nationals gave up for Adam Eaton and the birth of what we see now as the White Sox kind of coming to fruition. Sure. Trading Chris Sale, getting you on Mancata for that, dealing Adam Eaton for Lucas Giolito. God, the Nets wish they had that back. Uh, and Giolito struggled. He struggled mightily when he came over. And last year, he became one of the best pitchers in the game. And this year, he's thrown a no-no. He's changed his mechanics, and he looks great. And I'm done talking because Mike looks weird. Uh, so there's a little breaking NBA news that just came came down the wire. Okay. This is, it's, this is from Shams. The Lakers and Clippers have voted to boycott the season. Woo! Most other teams voted to continue. After the vote, LeBron and the Lakers and Clippers all exited the meeting. Really? So that's where we're at. So the two best teams are gone. Yes. So the Blazers are going to advance. <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> Rest up, Dame. In the most unlikely scenario of all time. Holy the Blazers s- have beat the Lakers. <laughs> wow. Didn't we say yesterday? I think Rob and I said yesterday. A hundred percent chance the Blazers don't win the series. Yes. So we should have said ninety nine point nine percent. Guess chance. what? It looks like a gentleman's sweep to me. I, Just wow. reverse. That is that is. So, that's well, pretty we wild. Ta- we talked about on primetime with with Rob that we talked about LeBron specifically, and the one thing that LeBron is running out of is time. Yep. I he- I heard this segment yeah. from you guys. And yeah. he cares so much about his legacy mm-hmm. and championships and chasing Jordan and all those things. He's running out of time. You have, you're still good. 
You're in the number one seed. You've just dispatched almost a very dangerous eight seed. you got to be a favorite to win a championship. Mm -hmm. And we both sat here and said, does he have the guts to walk away from this? And I don't know that I believed it. And I guess if that report is to be true, holy smokes, that is. So there's there's a little more um, from Shams. Miami's Adonis Haslam didn't know he was still in the league. Spoke and essentially told everyone in the room that without the Lakers and Clippers, how will the season continue? And then LeBron walked out. So, well, I think that's a statement. I think wow. the and, and the interesting thing, John, in talking about you know LeBron and his time and his legacy, there are no amount. There's, I think it's easy for us to say from here on out in his career, there's no amount of MVPs or World Championships that's going to get people to believe he's better than Michael. Right. Correct. Right. Okay. So LeBron's a smart guy. You punt on that. You say. I could win the next six titles in a row and win it. Regular season MVPs, scoring titles, set records for everything, and no one's going to ever think I'm better than Michael. Maybe this is my legacy. Maybe. Maybe black lives matter. Maybe being the forefront as a black athlete from 18 to 35 now, this is how I cement that not only was I a great player, but I enacted social justice and a change for the league. Because that's that, why that's why Michael is Michael. Because Michael changed the game. Right. And that's what I always say. Like to be the greatest of all time, you kind of have to have an aspect of changing the game. But he was not outspoken on a lot of social issues. Exactly. No, and criticized for it. Yeah. And you got, boy, if this is accurate and this goes through, um, good for him. Powerful. Yeah. I I mean, to, Chris to, Haynes has it too. So I'm going to say this is accurate. Um, to, I don't to know walk what away from that. I, Kudos to, I mean, I applaud that. Kudos. That's a lot. Yeah. That's that's a powerful statement for sure. I apologize for jumping over Lucas Giolito there because I actually want to talk about him, but that's kind of big. Yeah, no, no you're fine. Kind of a big deal. Yeah, <clears throat> that is a huge deal. So, good heavens. You're fine. We'll let that resonate. When we come back, uh, we'll we'll pick up where we left off. This is the Hot Corner, 10A The Fan. This is the Hot Corner with Harrison Lynch on 1080 The Fan. More and more info starting to leak out from the players meeting in Orlando, deciding the fate and future of the NBA season. And David Aldridge, we're just told, quote, that meeting was ugly. The ending of that meeting was ugly. So... Stay tuned. Any more stuff that comes across the dial, we will keep you informed. Uh... You know, the NBA is kind of a fun thing because, you know, when the NBA gets into w- whatever they're doing, when it, when the NBA is on the stage. Well, the refs have just entered the meeting, so fouls will be called now. <laughs> Jeez. Great. Ha, ha, ha. Are they all in Lakers jerseys, I'm, I'm too? Sorry, I'm sorry. Are they, the, are they the Lakers' sixth man, too? That's why the Blazers can't beat the Lakers, because the refs wear the same colors. Ha, ha, ha. Ha, ha. Trade CJ. Blow it up. Sorry. Um, you can't trade CJ. One, yeah, you can actually. You probably should. Um, I, I think it's really fun to live in a in, in a city that I mean I think primetime jokes about what were the twenty second largest sports market in America somewhere around there. Yeah, I'm, plus or minus. Yeah, it's around there. Uh, it's really cool when the NBA is on the forefront because we're one of those cities, and we aren't when it's NFL, Major League Baseball, hockey. Um, I mean, we're not even that way on the MLS map. You know, one of the most successful franchises in the MLS, and no one gives us credit because we're not. LAFC. One, one of the best fan bases. Yeah, exactly. Maybe the best fan base. So it's kind of cool when this stuff kind of happens. I mean, I wouldn't be shocked. I don't know if cool is the right word, but it kind of is like 
I just mean we like have a seat at the table. It's validating. Yeah, it's validating. We we never feel like we get a seat at the table when it comes to pro sports in this town. Uh, I wouldn't be. I'm I'm interested really. I'm really interested in where the Blazers line up in this, just because. I mean, we've seen Dame, we've seen that whole crew, we've seen Mello and all those guys be very outspoken about this stuff. And well, I wouldn't be shocked if they're one of the teams that are like, yeah, we're done. The the tweets I've been reading, Dame and Mello both spoke passionately yeah. in the players only meeting. I'm sure. they, were, they were listing a couple of the players and those two were both on the list. So I, I can't imagine that it, it would just, if the Lakers and the Clippers truly walk away, I can't imagine that every other team is like, okay, I mean, I guess we'll just keep playing without him, <laughs> right? I mean, I can't imagine that. I can't imagine that. Well, that, unless they were the Astros, right? Well, the Astros would keep playing. They're <laughs> cheaters and losers, and they would certainly do that. But I just can't imagine it would just be those two. I don't. I think that just sets the precedent. Uh, yeah, I, that's. I don't think. I don't know. I don't know. That's that's huge news, and I think that's why they did what they did. I mean, if, if they knew that most of the teams were wanting to play. And they probably talked beforehand, and you know Doc Rivers had the really, really great Zoom press conference after the game yesterday, sure. Clippers head coach. Um, and they just went, look, if this is going to happen, we have to be the ones to do it because they're the two favorites. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if Milwaukee, considering that they're in Wisconsin, right. doesn't also kind of agree with them and follow suit. And then all of a sudden the three best teams in the NBA are like, bye. Not to mention the reigning, MV, the reigning MVP, the reigning NBA Finals MVP, and the greatest player we've seen since Kobe Bryant. Right. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> what? I like Kobe a lot. I know. <laughs> I was I was waiting for Michael, and you said Kobe, and I was like, mm, Kobe's great. All right. Yeah, Kobe is great. Crazy. I like Kobe a lot. Uh, we were talking. We'll, we'll switch. Well, yeah, we'll keep you guys updated on this as any more info comes across. But we were talking about Lucas Giolito throwing a, a, a no-no last night against the Pirates. And uh, his his story's been really interesting. He was a guy that was a highly, highly touted prospect, got sent over to Chicago in the Adam Eaton deal, didn't, didn't pitch all that great. Don't gloss over that, by the way. Sent over to Chicago in the Adam Eaton deal. Hey, Adam Eaton just won a World Series. Yes, he did. Just throwing that out there. Good Good player. Solid player. Good little player. Good little player. Good little player. player. Great clubhouse guy. (laughs) (laughs) He likes to drive the car with Howie Kendrick after home. I did like that. (laughs) I did like that a lot. Um, And then Giolito struggles a little bit in Chicago in his his younger days. Last year has an, an incredible season. And this year is turning into one of the most elite pitchers in the American League. Did you know, I heard this this morning, look, reading some stuff about uh, Lucas Giolito, is not last season, the season before, of all pitchers that qualified for the ERA title, he finished dead last with a 7-plus ERA. Really? Yeah. That the pitcher, the closest pitcher to him was Dylan Bundy with over three-quarters less of a run earned wow. per well, nine. It was wow. one of those things He was where, literally the worst starting pitcher in baseball. It was one of those things where I think, you saw, even when he Dylan was Dylan Bundy was second. There you go, Joe. <laughs> uh, even though he was bad, you saw his stuff was great. Oh, yeah. But he was wild. Mm-hmm. He just walked everybody, and then he left fastballs down the middle, and he just got shelled. It was one of those things where when you're a bad team and you have a young guy, you kind of just let him take his lumps because you need him to get the major league experience, right? Got to kind of figure it out. And if you're the White Sox, like who else do you have that's going to pitch? And you're going to you're you're At trying point. To, you're trying to be garbage. Yes. So <laughs> you're trying to be bad. No, I mean, you normally be like, "Wow, why was he still up there for a 7-7 ERA? Why didn't you send him down to AAA?" Well, he was probably dominating AAA, so what is he going to learn down there? And I'm okay with it. You know, let him let him yeah, get their lumps if sure. you're a bad team and 
you know, turned out to be good. I think what's Great. I think what's really fun about it is kind of like the Padres, as we mentioned at the top of the show. This White Sox team is turning a little, good little ball club. Yeah. Uh, They're going to be fun. Did somebody uh, predict that before the season that didn't start on the on time? You also chose the Reds, Mike. Yeah? They suck. Do they suck? Yeah. Nick Castellanos is pretty good, though. <laughs> also, that Jesse Winker guy hit like eight straight games with a home run. And that's a line drive to left field. That's going to be a home run from Nick Castellanos. Sorry that I'm homophobic. <laughs> Great point. Talking about worst... <laughs> Most awkward call of all time. The I like, the, I like the, that the as a professional, the, he felt like he had to keep going with the it. The MVP of the National League right now, and that's a line drive. That's going to be so gone from Nick Castellanos. Not to get off. <laughs> I think he had to say something because it was a home run, right? He had to. Like, if that's a double <laughs> or a walk or you hit by pitch, you can just ignore that. Yeah. You can just gloss over it and keep going. Yep. But because it was a home run. By the league-leading home run or you, MVP guy right now. So, I, and I know he took heat for that, but you sort of have to say that, don't you? It's the way I he said you it. you have to. I don't want to, like, laugh about someone being homophobic. No, but I like awful. I want that poll of just, and that's a line drive from Castellanos. That's going to be a home run. What's crazy it's is like I, that major league fly ball caught. <laughs> it's like a web gem. <laughs> I, I, I had that thought as I was watching. I wasn't watching the game live, but, you know, the video was posted of his apology or explanation or whatever you want to call it. Not really an apology. Um, and I kind of had that thought of like someone's going to go into the MLB app. They're a Reds fan. They don't know what's happened. And they're going to see Castellanos home run, and they're going to click on it. And it's just going to be the most <laughs> deadpan, boring call. And they're going to be like, right. but that was a – it's Castellanos. I don't – Like, what happened? What? Right. What? Or do they not post that highlight? I don't know. Someone's scrolling, and they see in the box score Castellanos home run, and they're like, it's got where's the, the highlight? It's got the radio call on it. Ah, that's what it it's is. It's got the radio call. They put the radio Yeah, you pull the TV call. Right. Yeah. Smart. Yeah. Smart thinking. Awkward. Super awkward. Very awkward. Super awkward. Yeah. Speaking of that, uh, how do you think the Astros are hitting right now? Uh, I'm going to say better than they were last week, but Jose Altuve still sucks. All right. Poorly. All right. Let's just go with poorly. We'll kick off the 8 o'clock hour. We'll check in on the Astros and see how their cheating ways are helping them out in 2020. We'll do all that next. This is the Hot Corner, 1080 The Fan. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. 